Welcome to the Whence We Came Project Podcast, an archived audio anthology of American lives, both local and legendary, as told by the Americans that live them. My name is John Owen, and I'll be your host. The following is the fourth in a series of conversations with Rhonda Wary, wife of Naval Captain Tim Wary, whom I interviewed earlier. In this conversation, Rhonda and I discussed those early years as a naval officer's wife, then becoming a young mother, such interesting insight into the military world. Then perhaps a twist in the story. Want a hint? Ever heard of Pat Sajak and Vanna White? Hope you enjoy. So the funniest story that I have from that is when I finally got the keys to the truck and allowed to (laughs) drive. (laughs) Tim had duty, and we needed laundry done. And so we had to go to a laundromat to do it. So I don't know if this was my first time driving the truck, probably. But I was going to do laundry, and then um, later in the afternoon, I was going to go to the ship and have dinner with him in the wardroom. We could do that. So I... um, drive the truck and it's probably less than a mile from our house to the laundromat you know maybe a few lights I had to go through and I pull into the laundromat and was it driver passenger side I pull in and I scrape a great big cement parking lot type of structure oh Oh, no. Yeah. And it pulled the fender a little, (laughs) dented the chrome a little. (laughs) I could not believe I did it. Right. And I just panicked, you know, and got the laundry, went in, did the laundry, and they're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to tell him. Oh, bless your heart. I'm going to have to tell him. I don't want to tell him. I don't want to tell him. And... You know, this was probably in the morning, and then I had probably like six hours to contemplate my story. Right. And finally, it's time I have to go to the ship. He's expecting me. I I have to go. So I drive down there, you know, go through the gate, get saluted, because I got the blue sticker, you know, and find a parking spot. And the piers for aircraft carriers are humongous. And the distance that you have to walk from the parking lot to the brow where you walk up on the ship is, I don't know, probably a mile. Felt <laughs> it like felt it like is. 10 miles that day. <laughs> but it was it was a hike. And the whole time I'm just praying to God that I didn't really pray to too much, you know, but oh, I just don't want to tell him. I don't want to tell him. So you go up the brow, and I go real slow, and the officer of the deck is standing there, and and I have to say who I who I want, you know, and so he calls, and and Tim Tim comes around the corner, a big smile on his face, and he goes, "What happened?" You knew, you knew right <laughs> you, away. You could see my face, oh, and, no. and I said, I said, the truck. He charged past me, went running down that brow like is no. practically running to the truck. I can hardly keep up with him, and we get to the. <laughs> oh my oh, god! No. Oh. He reacted a little bit more strongly than he would have today. I know. Right. <laughs> That's too oh. funny. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when they went out to sea again, I had to take the truck to some guy. I don't know. He wasn't on the Enterprise because he wasn't at sea, but he was a he was a sailor that Tim told me to take it to, and he right. gave me a hard time about it. You know, right. he was not nice to me. And anyway, we got it fixed and everything. But did he let you drive it after that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, he was gone so much, I had to, you know. And <laughs> right. Shelley couldn't cart me around all the time, and um, but that was interesting. That whole thing, you know, going to a commissary for the first time, you know, that's where we went. I remember going there to get groceries when we first arrived after we got married. And, right. Um, I, again, I didn't understand the significance of what it meant to be a military wife. You right. know, I just kind of followed his lead. He knew it, and I how did How often, it and, when he, during that early time, how often did you go on base? Hmm... Not every day. No, no, no. no so you no, no. you basically just lived to in get Alameda groceries. And then, okay, just to get groceries and to watch the ship come in, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you were a military wife, but mm-hmm. you kind of weren't. I mean, you were, yeah. but you yeah, yeah, you weren't really immersed in it yet. No. Yeah. No. Uh, all I knew was what I was kind of following Shelley, right? You know, and what she knew, and um, John was he was in the new side of the things, so. He was part of the wardroom, but I guess we would... Did we go to the same wardroom functions? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was really, you know, those nights that I got to go on board for dinner, you know, it's fine dining. You know, yeah. somebody waits on you and calls you ma'am, and, you know, you get served in courses, and, I mean, that was... Yeah. That was brand new. That sure. was really, and you know they're calling Tim Sir, and you know, and then uh, when when the captain walked in, everybody stands up and like, you know, right. I did. The women didn't, but the men did, and right. like, why? Why are they doing that? I didn't. I knew nothing about it. That wasn't in officer and the gentleman. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um. So. Yeah, there's good memories from there. And and Jack and Shirley looked out for me, you know. And um, I had sold my car before we got married. And then I took the money and I bought a piano. Mm -hmm. And so we had that delivered. And, um, of course, the piano was on the wall that was against Jack and Shirley's wall. And they loved it. I mean, Jack would give me books to play, and I would play, and oh, wow. they would hear it, you know. And Were you doing any teaching or playing mm-hmm. for anyone or anything like that, mm-hmm. just no. personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he had, it, interestingly, during Christmas time this year, for the first time ever, I watched all of Sound of Music. I had never, really? ever watched it, but I knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. And in thinking about it, I realized I knew it because Jack had given me a song, Sound of Music songbook. Oh, and wow. I played Edelweiss and you yeah. know all of them. And, and he loved it. He would just say, oh, we could hear you playing. And, and uh, I'd say, oh, I hope it, is that okay? Oh, yes, we love it. Keep doing it. So I don't know if they... And they were so sweet because in our 
our apartment, the dining room had a little hallway to the bathroom, but there was a door that opened into their into their apartment. And right off that door were stairs that went up upstairs, which was part of their apartment. We didn't have access to it. But my mother and my brother and Didi came to visit one time, and they said they're welcome to sleep up there. So they oh, opened wow. up their upstairs. And did you correspond with them after you guys moved? I, I'd like to say probably we did, right. maybe a year or two. But I don't, I don't ever know what happened. If you know how yeah. long, because they were probably in their late seventies or eighties when we knew them. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. They were. I'm sure they were older. Did they usually try to uh, rent to specifically Navy folks? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of cool, too. That's how Tim found the apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That is cool. And we went back um, one time when we lived in Monterey. We went back to Alameda and took the kids and showed them that house. And it was still there. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you find out that you were moving from there? How did that conversation take place? And what did you think about that? Did we, um, because you moved shortly thereafter, mm-hmm, right, is yep. what you said. And then I got pregnant with TJ fairly soon. Um, were you in Alameda when you got mm-hmm, pregnant? Okay. Yeah. And I had already flown home because Tim was going to be gone quite a while. And I flew home and lived at home for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. two or three weeks, and thought I was pregnant when I was there, but didn't find out till um I came back but i don't I don't really remember how that all came up that we went to san diego i I just remember i mean it was always just like i he told me what we were doing, you right. know with the career, and it was like, okay, you know, and I never had a big anxiety about moving or Wonder. I mean, it was an adventure to me. I was. It was exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and Shelley and John were. I don't know where they were going next. If they went, I think they went to Coronado. So they were going to be down there too. Um. You know, she was really my only friend. I we had gone to church, um, but it was quite a distance for us to drive, and we didn't participate in anything. We were just. You know, went when Tim was in port, and we oh, there's a good story about that. Um, the first Sunday that we went to church, so we we were out there probably the first week of April, and it was probably Palm Sunday that we were there, and this old couple, older couple of the church, Carl and Lavera Slattengren. It's so funny um, you remember those names. Befriended us. Mm-hmm. And um, turns out Carl was a Pearl Harbor survivor. Oh, wow. He was, I think he was on the Arizona. I would oh, have to. That gives me cold chills. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they welcomed us and they said, you're coming to our house for Easter Sunday. So Easter Sunday we went to church and then we went, I don't know if we followed them yeah, they lived wow. in Hayward, California, and I remember their house was a. It was uh, built around a courtyard, mm-hmm. so it was a square with a courtyard in the middle of it. it was so cool! It was such a cool house in the hills. They were a fabulous. They were oh, the nicest, so cool. yeah. nicest people, and 
they had had something like 17 exchange students over their Mm. um, lifetime. And um, they actually visited us when we were in Wisconsin, when we lived in Wisconsin, and sent us gifts when our children were born. And we kept in touch with them. Beautiful. Um, Lavera died first. and then Carl, we got a few let- Christmas letters, and then um, I think the son wrote one year and said that his dad had died. But yeah. they were just the kindest. What a blessing! Yeah, people pay some things forward. That's that's yeah. To this, yeah. That is so cool. So tell me about the move to you say San Diego. Or? Yeah. So we took a. Um, I think Tim had about a week house hunting leave, and we um, camped. We drove around down the coast, and one night we camped on the beach. There was a state park or something down in the L.A. area, and we... Now, TJ's not born yet, right? No, I'm pregnant okay. with so you're him. Pre- okay. I'm like five months pregnant, something okay. like that. And we camped, and, um, you know, the traffic of the day drowns out a lot of sounds, but... We woke up in the night, and it was like thunder. We couldn't figure it out, but it wasn't raining, and then we realized it was the ocean, you know, wow, waking yeah. us up. I remember that. That was neat. And we went to San Diego, and we're looking for apartments. Um, and I don't, I, I mean, he knew what where we were looking, and, uh-huh. you know, I just kind of tagged along, and um we found an apartment in El Cajon, 1306 Peachtree Street, apartment 482. That's crazy that you can remember those and, things. And, um, yeah. I don't really remember getting packed out. I'm sure we had movers. And, yeah, we must have had movers. But we didn't have all that much stuff, you know. Right. Um, I'm trying to figure out how that piano got moved. They, they moved, moved it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, yeah. yeah. We had like 10 yeah. porch steps. They had to take it down and... Um, and then we got a second floor apartment in San Diego. Um, and I don't really remember a lot about moving in. Um, of course I was pregnant then and getting bigger and, um, TJ was born. I don't know. Did we meet, did we, were you on the McCormick when he was born? Did you have a school or anything or? had a school before I got there. Yeah. So I don't know if we, how I met, I, I, well, they have hail and farewells. They're called hail and farewells where the the guy leaving is farewelled and the, the guy replacing him is hailed. So they have a party usually at somebody's house, you know, and they give the the trinkets to the guy leaving and then they welcome the new guy. So, and that's for the wardroom, you know. And so we must have had one of those, and we got welcomed. And that's where Captain Mackin was, right? We had him. Okay. And uh, we, yes, 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 yes. His his captain, Captain Mackin, and his wife, oh, man, I should know her name. She was so sweet to me. Hmm. Very sweet, very down-to-earth and real. And it was much smaller ship, you know, and the wardroom was what? Fifteen people. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they were, he was a commander, so he was younger. And uh, the the 
other guys and their wives. They were, you know, closer to my age and still older than me. I mean, I was still young. And, young, sure. Um, but um, Captain Mackin's wife, oh, what is her name? Pat and Kathy. Kathy. Um, so they were really nice. And then Tim's exo, Lieutenant Commander Hopping, and his wife, Kathleen, um, they were really sweet. And they just embraced me. Like Kathy and Kathy and Kathleen, that's right. Uh, they were so sweet to me, you know, and really loved on me. And um, the sad thing is, Kathleen ended up dying while we were stationed on that ship. Oh no! Um, and she was young; she was like thirty-eight. She, oh, no. I don't know what happened, but I remember going to visit her at um, Balboa Naval Hospital in San Diego. Right. And, yeah, so he was an XO and lost his wife during that tour. Oh, Lord. But we had um, the the wardroom wives threw a baby shower for me after TJ was born, and oh, I'll never forget that. I had, um, I think you were at sea, or you had duty, I don't know, but I needed formula, and... Uh, <laughs> I bought, I always bought, um, it was a concentrate form, a liquid concentrate right, formula. Right, And, um, no, I bought powder. I, I usually bought powder, and I'd push the stroller down, it was a few blocks down to the drugstore to buy um, formula, and all they had was concentrate. So that's all I could buy, you know, so I'd cart that back up and, and give it to TJ Well. Don't read the instructions, young and dumb. Gave him full strength. Oh, Lord. And he was fine until the night. There was my baby shower by the wardroom wives, and I go to it, and I have this baby and this wife that I really didn't care for too much. She's (laughs) holding him, and he just barfs all over her. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I said, you know, I gave him different formula this time and somebody said and i said it you know what the difference was and they said did you dilute it did you dilute it oh no oh no that's funny (laughs) well you you mentioned earlier about the hierarchy of wives as well Mm -hmm. did that continue were you did you feel like you were beginning to get into that not until he became a exo okay that's when it really started for you. Yeah. And until then, it was, um, you know, the wives, most of them didn't work, especially if they had children. They didn't. So we would get together. and, um, But even then, we were in El Cajon, and so we were quite a ways from where the ship was. We, You know, we were, I don't know, 34, 30 or 40 miles from, no, not that far. No. What? Oh, but it still took a while to get into because of traffic to 32nd Street or whatever it was called. Was that by design? Did you live that far away by design? And yeah, it was cheaper to live in. Oh, I see. I see. Much cheaper. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, and that was that was where my next support system came because our church was only like 2 miles from our house. Oh, wow. And our pastor's wife they were a young family, and she, 
her baby, she had a baby, she had three children, and her baby was the same age as TJ. So she took me under her wing. And, um, yeah, she was just really, really kind to me, too, and encouraged me. And, you know, it just, God provided women who replace what I left behind. You know, I, I had a spiritual grandma in Lavira and I had a sister or an aunt in Linda and you know, it was just all along he has provided people to replace those right. you leave behind and um I had and this is something I have learned about myself and this was one of the building blocks of it. Um Sewing was big in my family. Um, both my grandmother sewed, my mom sewed, my my one aunt, my mom's sister was an excellent seamstress, and it was a thing. Uh, everybody sewed, you know, and right. I couldn't sew. You know, I just I took home ec and I tried to sew and I didn't do very well. But um, I thought, well, I'm a married woman now, and Tim needs things hemmed and you know patches and your wife, you got to learn to sew. And he bought a sewing machine and a cabinet. We got it at Sears. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sew. I'm going to learn to sew now. <laughs> I'm going to be a good sewer. And I took a sewing class at the community college in El Cajon, which the good thing that came out of it was I met my friend Dawn, but the instructor of this class was a doer, not a teacher. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I would bring my pattern and my sewing machine and all my stuff, and I'd have problems, and instead of showing me how to do it and how to read the pattern, what this means when and what this dot means and this triangle and this diamond, she would just do it for me. So mm. I never, never learned. learned. And the second thing that she did is she didn't recognize that the pattern I had picked which was a jumper for a toddler was probably not the smartest thing to sew the first time you're learning a project it's a very difficult pattern so i was having all this trouble with this jumper and i was telling linda about it one day and linda was a seamstress and and i'm like i just i just want to quit this class because i don't know what i'm doing she said all right Bring TJ, bring your diaper bag, bring the sewing machine, bring everything. Bring everything and come to my house. So I loaded everything up. <laughs> we go over to her house, you know, kids play. We get it out. I show her my my thing. She holds it up and she goes, rip. Oh, gosh. Rip. I mean, hours. She just rips it apart. But she showed me how to do it. And I still have it. I saved it. He wore it. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. And I never sewed again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I that's, am not a sewer. And yep, I. One and done. Yes. I will <laughs> buy funny. things. I will support you if you're a sewer, but I am not that person. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. So that was fun. Yeah. You know, just looking at who we're talking about living expenses. We made about twenty thousand dollars a year. Wow! Wow! That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. You wonder how people today do it. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I met my friend Dawn, and she had a little boy who was TJ's age, and we kept in touch for a long time. Um, now, and what is the gap in your children, TJ and the... Uh, TJ is, he was 22 months when Hannah was born, 21 or 22 months, just under two years. Okay. So, um, when we're getting ready for the next move, I'm pregnant with Hannah and TJ's a toddler. I see. Mm -hmm. And that's when we moved from San Diego to Wisconsin and Tim, um, went from regular Navy to, to the TAR program, to the reserve program. Right. So, huh? That's a big story. Oh, yeah. So while we were still in San Diego. <laughs> I love the way you two interact. So while I we were still it. in San Diego, I was an avid Wheel of Fortune watcher. and My wife loves that show. TG, still does. TJ loved Wheel of Fortune, too. And he mm. was in a little walker at the time. And we just had a little apartment. And... You walked into the living room and the kitchen was over and there was a, you know, he could make a he could make a circle between the kitchen and the living room, you know, and right. it, um, and he would be in his walker in the kitchen and then Wheel of Fortune would come on and he'd hear that Wheel of Fortune and he'd come whipping around the corner <laughs> in that walker and he'd be watching it, you know. So oh, we loved yeah. Wheel of Fortune, and I was really good at it, you know. I could solve puzzles really quickly. And one night on Wheel of Fortune, they said, if you are in the local area and would like to try out, call this number. I'm going to call and try out. Because <laughs> we were in San Diego. You know, we right. were only two hours away. And I don't know if Tim knew I called. But anyway, when I got my tryout, you're not going to try out. I'm just going to try out. You know what's So what's you actually got to try out. Oh, yeah, right? I got to yeah. try out. Yeah. yeah. And I drove to San Diego. Did you know the first tryout, Tim? What? Did you know my first tryout? Or did I hide it from you? <laughs> That's one I didn't know you went to. The first one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't tell. Oh, good. I don't know if he was at sea or what. I don't know. He was at sea. And my uh, another officer on the ship, Mike, his wife Debbie and I were friends, and and she volunteered to watch TJ, and I drove on up to <laughs> Los Angeles, Hollywood, and Vine. I had to go into a upstairs of some building there, and literally on the corner of Hollywood and Vine is oh, where I wow. tried out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, so. We have, we're in like a classroom. It looks like we're probably in an old school. Uh-huh. And uh, we're in a classroom and there's, I don't know how many now, probably 30 people, maybe more, I don't know. And we're given a written test and there's like, I used to know this, maybe 15 puzzles and we've got like five minutes to solve them. And you have to have a certain number of them right. Well, I passed it. And that got rid of a lot of people who didn't solve it fast enough. Right. So then we did a, a 
like a mock round of Wheel of Fortune, you know, and they're, I guess they're checking, they're telling you be enthusiastic or whatever. And um, I made it through that audition and, and they said, okay, you need to come back at whatever for the second audition. Did you know that? Did you know about any of them? You didn't know about the first one. So then I got the second audition, and then he didn't want me to go. Well, no, I didn't want you to go to the first one. Right. <laughs> right. But the second one, once you made it through, I, I, we agreed that you should yeah, go. I what should the heck? Yes. Right. Yes. Because then I can see dollar signs. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back. Go and win. <laughs> I go back, and the same place, you know, and it's a little bit different routine, um, but then they say, and there, it's a larger group of people, and then they say, if you are um, local, um, we'll let you know within a year. And I was considered local. But if you are from out of state, you will know within a couple weeks. We'll, we'll notify you. Well, I was local, so I never knew if I made it or not, but mm. it would be a call that I would get. Right. Well, in the meantime, then, we're moving to Wisconsin. And we moved to Wisconsin in, um, like, September, because you had to go to New Orleans for that school, and I stayed with Mom and Dad, because and, we didn't have a house yet. We didn't have, yeah. So I thought, oh... I better notify Will Fortune that my address has changed. So I, I don't know if I called or wrote, but notified them. And within like a week, I found out that I had gotten a spot on the show. Are you serious? <laughs> but I didn't know when. You yeah. know, then I had to wait for the call of when it would be available. So I was probably. Let's see, Hannah was born in December, and this was September, so I was six or seven months pregnant, very pregnant, you know, and and have her, and I don't know when I got the call, but they said, you're going to, you you can come and be here on this date for the taping. Well, we had, Tim and I had... He had had a school in New Orleans, and I went with him and stayed down there. My mom and dad watched TJ, mm -hmm. and we had a little week, and he went to school and stuff. And we had some airline difficulty, so we ended up getting two free tickets. So those two free tickets paid for my mom and I to go out to California. Nice. Well, I had had Hannah by then. So I had Hannah in December, and in it was March that I was going to be on the sh on the taping and i failed to tell the wheel of fortune people that i had a nursing baby that i was bringing with me and <laughs> talk about a lucian ethel escapade <laughs> uh, and if my mom were here she could tell it but we had just one shenanigan after another you know um trying to get a car and our hotel that in itself was a dive. Been a show, it by could the have way. been a show. And <laughs> you know, I I might be able to call her up and we could talk about it. And I could take some notes from that because she remembers it better than I do. That's but great. Um, anyway, so Hannah's little and I am regularly breastfeeding. Right. So 
you got to, when it's time to feed, you know it's time to feed and you right. got to do it. Well, we had these shenanigans going on with a car rental. And I was taking care of it because I was used to driving by then in California. My mom didn't. So she was back in the hotel with Hannah. And I'm like busting because I am well past feeding time. Right. Anyway, that's too much information. But <laughs> we end up getting the right car, right hotel, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day is the taping. NBC Studios in Burbank. Yep. And my mom has Hannah, you know, and no cell phones. I don't know what we were thinking. I don't know. I guess I was going to use a pay phone to call her then at the hotel to tell her when she could come. Because there was some some protocol for guests, you know, who right. were coming with. Yeah, there was. But mom was going to have Hannah. So we go in all of the contestants and they are taping five shows that day so there's 15 people there and the way it worked then at that time i don't know now but they have a a die that's got um numbers on it one two or three i th- i think i can't quite remember but before each show you shook it and if you got a one, two, or three, you were... I think it had 15 numbers on If you got one, two, or three, then you were picked to tape that show. Right. And they tape the shows almost as if they're live, you know? I mean, it's not, let's retake this or anything. It's, you do a puzzle, right. they go to commercial, you know, that type of thing. Well, I didn't get picked, and I didn't get picked. And so my mom was out in the lobby of... NBC Studios with Hannah waiting for my turn to be called. Well, before that, back up. I I go in. My mom is with the baby, and we're in our first meeting getting our instruction from this guy who is over all these contestants, and he's going through all the things, and he said, we do not want any chance of there being any indication that there's cheating going on. So you will be together as a group. You will not be able to talk to your family. You will be in a locked room. Oh, no. Um, going you when we go to the bathroom, everybody goes to the bathroom. If one of you have to go, we all go. I mean, there's no chance we want anybody to accuse us of cheating. So he's going through all this stuff. And <laughs> any questions? <laughs> Raise my hand. <laughs> so, um, I have a baby that I need to be nursing. She's oh, three months old. Gosh, because we can't see our family. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, he just, <laughs> you what? Um, I've had a baby since I tried out, and she's with my mother out in the, why didn't oh, she tell us this? I'm like, I didn't know, yeah. you know. So he was just like, oh, my gosh, you know. Well, what I had to do was when it was time to feed, because I didn't get picked until the fourth show of the day. So all day long, I'm sitting there. Of course. So my mom's in the lobby, and a, an usher, they would first put me in a, in a room, lock the door. Nobody could come in. I couldn't get out. He then would cross the stage, go to the lobby, get the baby from my mom, cross the stage, 
open the door, give me the baby. I would feed the baby, knock on the door, hand her to the usher who would take her to my mother. Oh my gosh. That's remarkable. And we did that. I mean, it was it was it was probably an 8-hour day that we were there. So, a 3-month-old is feeding. You know, we did it several times. Good lord. So then the problem arises is so my mom is there and then my friend Linda in San Diego comes up to to watch the taping and she brings a friend with her. So I've got I've got three guests plus my baby. Well, Hannah is not allowed in the studio. Nobody under twelve is allowed in the studio, including children, infants. Because of noise or I what? guess. I guess. I don't hmm. know. So my mom, thank God, because I, I would have not known what to do. She calls a babysitting service. She pays for a minimum of four hours for this woman to sit in the lobby of NBC Studios with my baby. Oh, my So gosh. my mother can be at the taping. Wow. That is remarkable. And so you did make it on the... Mm-hmm. How'd you do? Um, I won $36,200. Are you serious? Was that the over? That yep. had to be the mm-hmm. highest. That was I the- won the. I won three out of the four rounds, and then at that time you could pick your prize that you wanted to go through, go for. You know, mm-hmm. without drawing that card, they didn't have that then. You could. They had them all displayed, and you could choose one of those prizes or the cash. And it was twenty five thousand dollars, and I chose the cash and. That is outstanding. I had no idea. My wife's going to be thrilled. I want to go home and tell her this whole story. That is great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Happy about it now, huh? So, anyway, when I and that won. That was a chunk of change. That was a good chunk of change. That was a good chunk of change now. That was, that was a, good a chunk, real chunk really of good chunk of change then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And uh, when we won, when I won, so when you get in the bonus round, your family gets to come down and stand on the stage uh-huh. so they're ready to run out, you know, right. if you win. So mom and Linda and this girl Chris, and I had never met this Chris before. So you can see it on the tape when I win and they all come out and I'm hugging my mom and then I hug Linda and Linda whispers in my ear, This is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat Sajak says so, Rhonda, who's here? And I was like, well, this is my mother, and this is my friend Linda, and this is my friend Chris. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. It's fun. I had no idea. Yeah. That. I've never met So when, when it was over, we called, we called my, we called Tim, and he didn't believe me. You know, he's like, oh, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. I won, I won, I won. That is and so my, great. And we called my dad, and, you know, he believed me, and yeah. he was excited, and and uh i mean we were just on cloud 9 it was so fun it was so fun that is so cool mm-hmm. that is well, yeah. now when was this again i'm about to go back at, can, can we look you can't, it up i don't oh, know heck. people have looked i don't know how you find it yeah there's got to be archives somewhere though somewhere i don't know and i don't even know the date anymore i probably could find the date i still have a couple pieces of paper that i got from yeah. it but yeah so i met Pat and I stood next to him because I, that's how it went. That dice was, it was for your spot where you stood. Okay. On this, on the, on the stage, and yeah. I got number one. I stood next to Pat, 
and pretty nice guy. Oh yes, a hoot. My so wife funny. Loves him so much. So funny. And Vanna yeah. was sweet and <laughs> That's yep. so great. That gives me cold chills. Yeah. Royalty yeah. here. That's it was, so neat. It was fun. Wish I could do it again. Yeah, that but is neat. I, I kicked myself because I sent her mom out and I could have stood next to Vanna. Ah you did miss. Yeah. You missed big time. I don't care, but I could have stood next to Vanna. Oh ye of little faith. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> That is so funny. That's probably a good place to stop okay. this evening. Yeah. We are exactly at two episodes, and okay. we're just getting started we're on the career. And that's a great place to stop right there. So uh, no, until memory. next time, that's great. Okay. Well, this is probably a good place to stop for the day. Please catch the Whence We Came Project podcast on the Stonecom website or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast as well as on Sundays from 2 to 3 on 94.1 Radio. And remember, everyone has a story you just have to ask.